Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, June 26th. It is draft week, uh, and your Canucks are picking 11th overall. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I'm excited. It is not only draft week, it's the start of free agency. It's maybe you can make a trade week. There's so much going on. And would I be exaggerating, Parker, and saying that this week could fundamentally shift the way the Canucks are set up for the next few years? Is that is that hyperbole? I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah. Um, when is, when's free agency? July, uh, Saturday. Saturday. No, one. Oh, July 1. Saturday. Is Saturday. it July 1? Oh, yeah. my. I didn't realize that. Man, we're, uh, <laughs> we got some, I, I'm not even prepared for that. I thought it was like the third or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's always on different days. Um, yeah. At least it has been the last couple of years. So, right. well, I guess, yeah, I obviously, <laughs> yeah, they can, they're going to have hopefully a stud player at 11 or higher or lower. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Probably at 11. Um, for agency, we've got a bunch of like rumored names that have floated around, but it's it's not tampering. But no, there's names not. that have floated around. I don't know how that works, but there is a lot of uh, of stuff there, um, and that's that's really going to be our main our main topics. Uh, is going to yeah. be who the Canucks could draft, uh, how the yep. draft is looking like it's going to shake up. Um, you know, there's some drama around two overall. Um, potentially with Fantilli maybe being a question mark to Anaheim. Uh, of course, wow. the Canucks at 11. Uh, and then, of course, uh, some some free agents coming up. Yep, and throwing a bit of awards talk maybe at the end, just uh, right. uh, and the Canucks performance in it. I think we're going to have a pretty full and fast-moving show tonight. So thanks, everyone, for joining us, and uh, hopefully you guys are excited about this week as we are. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good old time. Um, so what we should obviously start with the biggest news of the day. All right. Uh, and that is Daniel Sedin doing the gross grind 11 times in a single day. How yeah, what was that about? He's, he's got to be, what, like 40? They retired like five years ago, like 42? Yeah, he's 42. Why did he do that, Parker? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If it was like a thing where they're supposed to... There's a multi-gross grind challenge that was on the 21st, last Wednesday. Yep. And there was 70 people who did it, and he just did it 11 times. That's... He'd, yeah, that's that's absurd. It's 10 that's, hours. That's 10 more times than I've done it in my life, Parker. Same here. That's, <laughs> but you're, that's crazy. But your time was probably twice as fast as mine. <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> but it wasn't as fast as, I mean, wow. yeah, his fastest was 51 minutes. That was crazy. Um, obviously, that's not a, a huge topic, but I thought it was very interesting. Like, they could still play if they could do, do we, that. Oh, yeah. Do we know what like the the winner did? And how many he did? No, like eighteen or something? It doesn't say. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a charity thing, I guess. Wow! Um, wow! Good for him. Yeah, um, but yeah, we do have a bunch. So Patrick Alvin did a, a press conference earlier in the week. I guess last week now at this point. I think that was Wednesday that he yep. did a sort of pre-draft availability. So a week out from the draft, um, where we do have some quotes that we should discuss. Do you yep. want to start there? Do you want to start with draft stuff? Do you want to start with free agency stuff? How do you want to tackle this? I think if we go Canucks stuff first, because this is Canucks After Dark, and then yep. lead into draft, because he did talk about the draft, and then if we wind up with free agency and awards, that might be a nice little arc. But by the way, before you lead us into this conversation about Alvin's formal media availability with like all media, did you see the one on Twitter that the Canucks put out with their new... I didn't watch that. Yeah, but you heard about it. Yeah, I knew it was a thing. Yeah, so they hired 
Yeah, they hired this lady named Kate uh, Kate Pedersen, I think her name is, and she did most recently from Nashville Market. She's good. She's fine. But it, it was weird. It was like a one-on-one with Patrick Elvin. You could tell they edited it because there's no like yeah. awkward Zoom gaps or anything like that or silences. And it, it, it felt it was felt almost infomercially a little bit. That's kind of what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a marketing gig, really. Yes. Like it's a marketing yeah. role, um, and, and it makes sense. Like the the Canucks can, you know, marketing is not a bad thing to to have. And I saw a lot of people sort of going at that, um, like, oh wow, they're they're hiring their own press. Like they're gonna shut out all the independent media, and it's all gonna be whatever they want to come out. No, I mean it's it's really if you think about it, it's it's video marketing, right? Like the ringside mm-hmm. reporter role and. And sort of the the editorial writer role they made, um, yeah, it's just it's internal messaging essentially, and yep, propaganda. But you know, <laughs> propaganda is not an inherently bad word, right? It's just you know they're putting out they're putting out their own information and and their own marketing, and, and every team does marketing, right? They run their own Twitter and they pick and choose quotes and post those, right? Like it's you know it's it, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm giggling, Parker. I think that's the first time I've ever seen you use air quotes. That was pretty funny. This <laughs> <laughs> is a good thing. This is an audio platform. It's half an audio platform. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah, but you're but you're right. Uh, that really quickly. Yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. And obviously, they can hire anyone they want. They can say anything they want. And yeah, um, I, I don't worry so much about bias or unbiased. I, if it's more access and kind of different angles, I'm all for it. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. We're yeah, when digital. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Uh, more content is always good. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah, we have a bunch of a bunch of quotes. Was there anything interesting from that that was gleamed? Any insight? Um, no, I, I like how we did kind of walk back the. I didn't say I wouldn't use a buyout. Uh, I just prefer right. not to use a buyout. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just, just prefer didn't, to yeah. not have the OEL contract on the books. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I'm happy for you to drop a couple of quotes. Nothing that stood out to me where I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. I, I do think Patrick Alvin is, as we talked about, he's trying to do more of these because Jim Rutherford basically exiled himself. So, <laughs> Yeah, so one interesting one, and yep. we'll start with this, is Tanner Pearson. Yeah. Um, the quote from Patrick Alvin is, the indication I have is that Tanner Pearson's hand is healing and he's preparing to be part of training camp. So all this drama about like medical malpractice and like an organizational malpractice essentially um see and it seemed like oh will tanner pierce never even be able to like hold a hockey stick again right and now it's like oh he's he i guess he's ready to play some hockey in three months um so that's interesting Um, yeah and, and really the big thing from it right like it's like tanner pearson i think is sort of a net neutral on the team like i don't think he does anything super wrong i think he's fine i i think He's a piece that is useful, um, but that is less LTI money that maybe uh, we were sort of taking into account, right? You think about the, you know, that, we're, you know, there was like, oh, well, you get to put the OEL in, uh, you get the OEL contract's not that big of a deal because the Canucks have cap space in LTI, but with Pearson coming out of LTI, and it was something like projected five something million, then that goes down to about two because he mm-hmm. makes like three and a quarter. Um yeah, it sort of makes that make a little bit more sense, maybe, uh, on why they had to do that that buyout because they they have even less flexibility there. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, a bit of a surprise. That's a really good point about. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point actually. Not only Parker have, I don't, I think you and I and the fans collectively we not only think about the LTIR situation and that cap space, but 
we always talk about this glut of wingers, and you and I have never ever mentioned Tanner Pearson as part of that no. glut of wingers. No, because he <laughs> so wasn't he wasn't tradable, yeah. right? Like, we, and yeah. and he really wasn't. We didn't even consider that he would likely play anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now you have Besser, Garland, Bavillier, Pearson, like to throw on the pile, right? Kuzmenko, throw me some more. Kuzmenko, Mikheyev, Mikheyev, Mikheyev. I There's forgot Mikheyev already. existed. So you have six top six wingers. Yeah. There's four yeah. spots, right? <laughs> you have Pedersen, Miller, and then you've got, again, just so many yeah. decent wingers, essentially. Mm. You got to get rid of one or two of them, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, maybe bad news for the Connor Garland. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, truthers. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe Villiers is an option, but they're, they're going to have to get rid of yeah. one or two people. Great point, though. The six wingers we just t- talked about. Then we're hoping for big years from Podkolzin, Hoglander. So make that eight. You know, Dakota Joshua is going to be on this team. That's nine. So now you have nine wingers for eight spots. Yeah. Right. And like Already. guys like Phil DiGiuseppe, right? Yes. Who sort of yeah. filled in in a depth role, right? Like those are those are bodies that might like are pushing for spots as well. Um, yeah, there's got to be a couple more dominoes to fall. Um, yep. especially like a, a Bavillier where you're getting that cap relief. And, you know, you might think like, okay, hey, well, Bavillier is like a good player that you might want. And same with Connor Garland and, and Tanner Pearson for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's more, you know, you know, having those guys in a third or even fourth line role doesn't serve you any good, right? Yep. Having too many decent players, like you might look at me like, oh, well, they're in net, like they're fine on the cap, right? Um like a like a Bavillier, to sort of go back to that example, you might look at his mm-hmm. cap and be like, "Yeah, that's about what he's worth." But it's like, "Okay, but on this team, he's like a third line winger because you have so many guys." And, and maybe maybe you want Hoaglander to get a sniff in the top six, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Pod Colson gets there this year, right? Um, you probably want him in the bottom six, but yeah. with that top six, I mean, is Pod Colson even in the NHL? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's there's so many. You have so many wingers. Right. Um, and and you obviously have the big hole at 3C. But if you can get some cap space from getting rid of a winger uh, yeah. or two, really use that on a center and a D-man. And, and maybe you start to assemble a, a reasonable roster. Sure. And one more one more question to you, Parker, about Tanner Pearson. So do you remember in the year end where they trotted the players out in four, groups of four and Tanner Pearson was on the, with the very first group, I think. And there are some very pointed questions to him because they hadn't heard from him all season since he, you know, since he got injured. And there was thoughts of him filing a grievance against the team, suing yeah. the team. Now, so when you hear that, do you say, oh, I, I could see where, that, where that's coming from? Or do you say, oh, that's kind of ridiculous? Or like, where do you come out on that? Yeah, that was interesting, right? That's why I'm surprised yeah. to hear that he's healing because it seemed like it was like this big issue that he's not going to like he's never going to play hockey again is what we sort of were hearing um so yeah i mean i i guess some miracle happened and it's getting better um and maybe it wasn't medical malpractice or or whatever it might be but yeah when you hear a guy basically representing the team and there's talks about you know suing the team uh it's a very weird and then be like oh yeah he'll be back in september don't worry about it yeah like what a weird dichotomy yeah I want to be your second line left winger and I'm suing you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems odd to me. Um, yeah. But okay. now okay. I mean, that opens up, that might open up potential to trade a guy like Tanner Pearson, right? And that's now another winger you can add under the trade pile. 
Um, yep. Because you obviously aren't trading him on LTI, uh, most likely. Uh, but he is in the last year of his contract at three and a quarter. Um, yep. But if he's playing in training camp, like able to play in training camp, um, I don't know how that physical would go that the trade might be conditional to, but um, definitely might be one of those names to add on the pile. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, interesting to hear that come from Patrick Alvin. What else you got? What else you got? Brock Besser. Sounds like he's off the block, according to Thomas Trance, mm. um, which makes sense. So that really does push the Garland, Bavillier guys, uh, and maybe Pearson now, um, to sort of be <laughs> the, the trade options. I don't see McKayev going anywhere. Um, yeah. But, you know, Bavillier and Garland weren't signed by this group. Obviously, Bavillier was acquired, but was, you know, sort of a side piece. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on, where do you, where do you think Besser goes this year? I feel like we have this conversation all the time. Yeah, but. yeah we do, because we always talk about the big three or the three of Besser, Garland, and Bovili. And we've always talked, Parker, you and I agree, that Besser is the hardest move because he's sitting at $6.7 million compared to Garland at four point nine and, and Bovili at four point one. And Bovili's got one year, Besser's got two, Garland's got three. But um, I've always, I don't know, man, maybe I'm a wimp or I'm getting old in my old age or, or, or soft, but... Uh, <laughs> I have a, I really have a soft spot for Besser. I really yeah. want him to, and I'm not. Maybe Park. I'm kind of just saying that because I think the writing is on the wall, as you hinted at, that we probably won't move him. And if you do, you're you're losing, you're getting pennies on the dollars, as to use that saying. So I don't know. Maybe because I like him. Maybe I have a soft spot. Maybe I'm resigned to the fact we're going to keep him. I want him to have a a good year. He has played good two way hockey before. He just didn't have a good year last year. Like his his stats were okay, but actually his two way yeah. his defense kind of dropped a little bit. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat, right? I like I like yeah. the guy. I want him to succeed. Obviously, it's better for us if he does. Um, just running out of, this is like, this has to be the last swing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're getting, we're sort of just really hanging on to that first year. Because um, he really hasn't been that player since. But I think he's yep. a smart player. I think he gets to the right places. He's not very quick. That's not his game. Yeah. He yep. doesn't have that same shot that he had, but he has a fine right. shot and yep. he knows where to be. Uh, and I think he can provide value. Hopefully you're right. I, I love, he's smart. He's a good, he's got a good hockey IQ. I, I think Parker, we joked around before he, he passes like uh, he shoots. Basically it's like a grenade yeah. trying to get a pass, trying to receive his pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like him. I like him too. I like him too. Let's root for him together. Absolutely. Uh, also Tyler Myers in the same boat, which isn't that surprising. The Canucks don't have defensemen. Like get it like yeah you can trade Myers and maybe get something but like yeah or you can just hang on to him because you need a guy who's gonna eat twenty one minutes he's gonna make big mistakes he's gonna be lying down sliding past the post as a two on one happens uh, yes every every seventh game but that's that's what you get with Tyler Myers um, and mm -hmm. then if you are if the Canucks are out of it come trade deadline time that's a pretty tradable contract um, yep I believe all the money is basically gonna be paid out in the signing bonus. Yes, um, in September, I believe, um, yeah. yep. and then you yep. and then you can retain at the deadline. Like you can probably get actual value for Tyler Myers at the deadline. Um, yes, so might be an interesting thing to track if the Canucks are out of it at that point. Yeah, you're right. And anyone asking, I think a few people, Parker, were asking earlier, early in the summer or early in the spring, uh, how about buying out Tyler Myers? It doesn't make sense. He's already in his last year of the contract. Yeah, so you just you, you wait it out like they should have done with those other three guys that we've talked about before. Yes, by the way, by the way, you mentioned Mikheyev. To me, man, it's almost like he's a free agent. Like he was like a, a free agent pickup because we he got injured in the preseason. So I feel bad, but it kind of sucks. We never saw the true, fast, tenacious Ilya Mikheyev, and we, yeah, we he, didn't have, he 
can't no. have an ACL all season. <laughs> exactly. Like that sounds like it would be conducive to skating when it's like his thing. Um, yes. Yes. But I mean, point production wise, like, because I remember, like, we looked at last year mm-hmm. after they acquired him. It was 21 goals, 32 points, 53 games. Well, this year he had 28 points in 46, right? Basically the same pace. Yep. Um, yep. So he didn't really regress even on one leg. On one leg, uh, yes. He also yes. went from 26 pims down to two, which is an interesting stat. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, he's never been above six pims until last year at 26. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe a full full off season of rehab like that could it could be a very interesting piece to add to the mix. He's going to be 29 yeah. this year already, um, wow. and he's really only his his fifth NHL season. He's only played 192 NHL games. Oh wow! Like, yeah, wow. He had, he's only he really because he was in the KHL until 2019. Yeah. Um, and then he hasn't played a full season, right? He had 39 in the in the COVID shortened season. Then 2020, 2021, he had 54 in the 56 game season. 53 in 2022 46 last year so wow we haven't seen much yet okay so he's a real wild card yep uh, especially I, depending on how his rehab goes i'm hopeful for him for sure i i, I load him up with Pedersen and kuzmenko to start the season and see what happens sure It'll be a fun yep. line yeah yep because you got the speed to open it up and then yeah that would be that'd be good um also quote from lv in the last one from that day uh, quote, I'm looking at options to trade up if that's an option. Um, noted that cool. He also noted that the club is excited about 11 and won't make a trade just to make a trade. Um, Mitchkov? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm open to it. What, man. Do, what do they have to trade up, though, right? Like, what are you actually doing there? Because you don't have a second. Yeah. Yep. So, and you, I really would be wary of... of trading much else right no like next year's first seems a little yeah. sketchy yeah. um couple of thirds does nothing no nope. right are you talking like niels hoaglander to move up potentially uh plus plus right like hoaglander yeah, exactly doesn't get you up to six to pick mitchkov right because i think no. washington's at eight yeah and they're obviously sound interested so you'd have to trade up to like six or seven um yeah. so yeah, i think it's three pieces part- a yeah. lot because exactly. there's, probably a couple, there's probably a few teams making that call if Mitchkov's around. Yeah. You're right. It's at least a roster player, a prospect, and the 11th pick, obviously. Like, so yeah. at least three pieces. Yeah, man. Okay, so uh, was there anything else about Alvin, or should we move into the draft stuff now? Uh, you- I had one. Uh, actually, this one is draft-related. So, yeah, I think we're good. Okay, oh, so also, let's- the Canucks are getting a new scoreboard. Ah. Cool. So... New black seats, new scoreboard to count all the goals we're going to be scoring. Yes, all the goals those wingers are scoring. <laughs> That's the optimism I, that people want around here. Okay, back to Mitchkov. Back to Mitchkov. And this is a nice segue into our, our draft talk. If even nothing happens and somehow, somehow he's sitting there at 11, no brainer? I don't want to <laughs> say it because they won't do it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if he falls that far, there's a reason. I was seeing some, like, anti-Mitchkov stuff where it was like, yeah. well, he got half of his points in two games against a garbage team, right? And it's like, okay, that's that's kind of fair. But also, like, he's been ranked really high for a while. I mean, is this yeah. not Pod Colson all over again, right? Remember Pod yeah. Colson was number three in that draft for yeah. forever? And then he dropped yeah. to 10, and we we're like, oh, sweet. Like, this guy was... <laughs> like, he was a faller, but he was so high. And, and that has, like, he's been okay. 
Um, like he's been a below average tenth overall pick, though. Yeah, so you're I right. get you're scared. Right. I get scared. Like when Quinn Hughes dropped, there was yep. no fear about that, right? Because it was like, oh no, the Coyotes reached on Hayes. Yeah, right. Yeah. But here, there's all this like there's all the Russia stuff. There's like maybe character concerns apparently, and it's just like. And he's under contract for a couple of years, and and you know they'll want to keep him there, and yeah. et cetera. And they might not develop. Like he might be playing, you know, eight minutes a night, like we saw with Pod Colson when he was playing in Russia. You know, that's yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty, and if ten teams ahead of the Canucks decide, well, not ten teams. Let's say eight teams ahead of the Canucks decide there's too much uncertainty to go that route, then I start to get uncertain. Right. Will right. I, if they run up to the podium and pick him? I'm stoked. Yep. But I'm then, but I'm a little wary. However, we should be wary about any player that Canucks take at 11th overall. 11th overall is nowhere near a surefire thing, right? Yep. yep. Um, you know, you get some good players a lot of the time, but there's, there's yep. no guarantee. Yep. I, I don't think Mishkov gets past Washington at eight. I really don't. Yeah. It, it seems unlikely. It, it, again, it might, if they really like him and that is, that's the thing, right? Like if you have Mitch, if they have Mitchkov as their like number six, yep. or maybe their number five, but they have like someone else at their number seven who they think is going to make it to them, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, was well, it really worth trading up that much for a guy you have two spots lower, right? Yep. Maybe not. Yep. However, if they have this big gap that they're seeing and other teams aren't, then yep. maybe they can try to swindle a move up. The thing is, trades at the NHL draft are rare. Like there's mm -hmm. not a lot, especially day one, right? There's not a lot of trading yeah. up and down like there is in the yeah. NFL, right? The NFL, there's things going on everywhere here. It's, it's not really a thing. <laughs> so if we agree, and this, um, I'm not bouncing off Mitchkov yet. Cause this, it kind of goes into my question. If we agree that the big five is Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, Smith, and Mitchkov, whatever order you want to pick. Um, you mentioned also that there's some intrigue around number two. Everyone's been think thinking that Fantilli was going to be the slam dunk, but are you suggesting that there's been talk that it might not be him? Apparently, um, again, I, I I haven't seen much. I just saw oh, they might not go Fantilli. What was their? Mm -hmm. Who were they thinking of? Was it Carlson? They were oh, thinking. Car of? It'd, yeah, it'd be Carlson. It's got to be Carlson. So yeah, it says it looks like it'll, it's a given that it'll be Fantilli, Carlson, Mitch Cover, Will Smith. I. It's so funny seeing Will Smith's name uh, in all these articles. <laughs> um, I mean, Carlson looks really good, right? Um, mm -hmm. isn't he a mm -hmm. winger though, or is he a center? No, he's a center as well. Okay. So yeah. then I, I wouldn't be, yeah. And he's, he produced in the SHL, right? 25 points in 44 games. That's a men's yep. league, right? Yep. Nine points in the playoffs in 13 games, lots of assists. I think that's his thing, right? He's an excellent playmaker. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like, I, I like him a lot. Um, Fantilli's been the bona fide number two for so long that it's like, it should probably be him just right. based on the fact that. You know, like we don't know much else, right? He is older though; like he'll be nineteen in October. I, I think that makes yeah. him a little like he's a, he's sort of a late birthday, right? Um, but I I like I think I value Fantilli higher just because I've seen him play, right? Like I think yes. of the World Juniors, yeah. I'm like, oh, Fantilli was sick, right? Yeah. Um, however, that you can't let that cloud your judgment too much, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he I, played I, it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was just sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say they're both the same size. They're both they're both listed at 6'2", 194, 195. So you're not saying one is an NHL body. They both do. Um, I, I think I remember I, I've been hearing that Carlson's a really good two way player, good along the boards. Whereas uh, Fantilli, I just remember him 
being like not afraid to go to the net and 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 uh, like a power forward, right? So yeah, power, power center, scary, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this, like the thing about power forwards is they they excel in things like college hockey where they're bigger than a lot of the guys, right? And more powerful. Maybe not as much college hockey, but definitely like junior, right? Mm. Um, but uh, you know in in college, I guess there's probably a lot of like 20, 21 year olds they might be going up against. That's uh, maybe less of a concern. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, quite honestly, this is sounds so bad. Or uh, maybe maybe everyone else in the chat is just like me. I haven't really paid attention to Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson because there's no way those guys are going to slip to Vancouver. Like I've kind of, no, of course not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for us to focus too heavily on that. It's interesting, and I'll be I'll be watching and yeah, be yeah, cool to to follow, but. I'm going to be looking at basically all the draft boards and seeing who's falling and like, all right, is he going to make it there? Yeah. And then you get really excited and they get picked right before. And you're like, ah, it's, it's like you ever do like, you know, your fantasy draft or whatever. And oh, yeah. And you get your eyes on some guy and you're 12 picks away. And you and think there's like, no. Come on, yes. Come on. Get there. Get there. <laughs> Especially football because everyone's in different positions. Uh, yes. That's, that's what it's like. Uh, and it's yeah. going to be fun. Yes. Yes. So uh, um, I do have a, yeah. I do have a quote, by the way, uh, sure. from the Athletic from six days ago. So it might be outdated at this point. But sure. quote: Multiple sure. industry sources familiar with the matter indicated that Canucks are high on Mitchkov. Uh, the Canucks would not be scared off by the uncertainty should he drop and be available with eleventh. Again, probably not happening, yeah. but maybe, maybe, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Truly, truly, and. Yeah, you could, actually, really good callback because Pod Colson, you're right, was ranked number two, number three, and then he dropped off a little bit. Mitchkov, they say, is the second most skilled player in this draft behind Bedard. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah, it could be a I, real boomer bust. Am I not a real fan if I say I kind of don't want him to be there at 11 so we don't have to make that decision? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think that's the. I think that's the. PTSD talking. I think yes, that's the, yeah, like, the yeah. pain of, you know, watching a Kachuk go by, right? And yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. Where it's like, you're so scared of them making the wrong decision that you don't even want to be in their hands. Uh, right. Really, we want the best player to be there, right? Yep. That's, yeah. But I can definitely see where you're coming from. But if I was a betting man, I truly think he doesn't get back, uh, get past um, Washington. I really don't think so. Yeah. yeah I think but, that's but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So when we get to 11... Yep. Uh, let me pull up like a NHL draft sure. ranking. Just pull. I just want to get like a consensus sort of the 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 eye on the prize one's always good because that has like the actual consensus. Um, oh, good. So they have uh, Bedard at one. Oh, Fantilli wow. Two, Fantilli two, Carlson three, Mitchkov four, Smith five. And this is okay. power rankings. This isn't like projections. Smith right, it's not a mock five. draft. Right, right, right. Right. Benson at six, Leonard at seven. And I think that's probably where things will be, barring a defenseman getting picked. Right? Right. Like your top the top seven sort of feels like those are the guys, except Mitchkov falling or something like that, or someone pulling like a, like a Simashev or a Reinbacher ahead. Um so then at eight, so these are guys who can reasonably be available when mm -hmm. the Canucks go up to the podium. Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky. Yes. Uh, he was, uh, his best ranking is sixth. His average is 10.31. Mm -hmm. uh, Oliver Moore, a centerman yeah. from the U.S. development Suppo program. Supposedly the fastest skater in this entire first round. I like speed. 
Uh, yeah. He's ranked at best at six. And then the two, in, these are the two interesting ones, right? So consensus ranking has Sandine Pelica at 10. Uh-oh. Which is interesting because the best ranking has him at five. The worst has him at 26 of all the, the things that have been yeah. amalgamated together um, for an average of 12th. Um, so that's a big range. That's one of the biggest ranges in the top. It is the biggest range in the top 10 by far. Oh, yeah, it's um, huge. And then right after him is Reinbacher with best at sixth, uh, worst at uh, 23. Um, so there's right. a lot of there's a lot of a lot of swings going on. Right. And then even you get down to guys like um, Dmitry Simashev. His yeah. best ranking is fifth. His worst is 38th. Like there's what? some once you get this far down, there's some big swings um, between these rankings. So. And, and it's give me 16 sources. So there's like, give me, give me Willander too, just to finish out the big four defensemen. Where's what's Willander's range. Willander is rated 20th. Yeah. So best rating is eight. Worst is doing some quick math. 37. Okay. Okay. So some people so, have as high as eight. Some people much yeah. lower. So this list, Parker, this list has Sandine Pelika and Reinbacher kind of a bit ahead of the other two guys of Simashev and Willander. Correct. Correct. Simashev okay. at 15. Yeah. Uh, ASP and Reinbacher at 10, 11. Oh, um, okay. So if, if you have a different list that you like more, that's totally yeah. fine. But yeah. this is a, an amalgamation of 16 different sources. Um, almost all of which you have heard of. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I like this one cause it's, cause if you just pick one, then you know, you're sort of, yeah, yeah. But this is them all stacked together. So what's fascinating to me is when it gets to 11, let's presume that one of the four defensemen are gone. Not all four. There's no way all four are going to be gone. Let's say maybe right. one and, is. And right? from what it sounds like, yeah. it's probably Reinbacher yes, as the I first, agree. right? Maybe Simashev's been getting some hype in the last week. Yeah. But so I don't think it's going to be Sandy Pelica. Because right. I've heard a lot of negativity around him. So what, what's fascinating, Parker, is if we're saying that of the first 32 guys picked, that there's maybe four defensemen or maybe a fifth one we haven't talked about. Let's say there's only five defensemen that are going to go, no goalie, so like 27 forwards and five defensemen, then already, already they're going to be looked at as a premium. So we've talked about this before. They're going to be picked a tiny bit higher, relatively speaking, yeah. than they probably should be. So do you... Yeah, are you tempted? If you're, if you're Patrick Ovin... And you're, you, you walk up there at 11 and say Reinbacher's gone, but you have Simashev, Sandin Palika, or Willander staring at you right there versus, oh man, like yeah, in my head I say best. So, oh. It's so easy to say BPA, right? Yes. But part of me sort of thinks best value available, right? Mm. Instead of best player available. Because yeah. if you get, again, defensemen, if they pan out, are worth more, mm -hmm. especially a right shot, right? Yeah, um, you can't get which, those guys. Which Sandin Pelika, Reinbacher, both are. Simashev is and, lefty, right? And Willander's right. So three Willander's of them are righties. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, you know, four years from now, if they end up being the same caliber as the wingers, the defensemen are worth more. Yeah. Um, however, if you get a guy who isn't good, then they're worth nothing, right? <laughs> so it's it, it's kind of tricky. So I lean. That's why, like. You know, that was funny. like people, people look at guys like Mitch Cobb and they're like, ah, it's a winger. Right. Or like a, a, you know, Gabe Perot, like, ah, it's a winger. Edward sale. Ah, it's a winger. 
right? And, and it's like, you know, wingers are, because right now in the current market, wingers are free, right? Like yeah, you yeah. don't, like all you have to do is give them, give them the cap, right? Like there's no, <laughs> like you can trade, you can trade for Anthony Bavillier for probably nothing, right? Yep. And that'll help your team now. So it's, yep. it's a weird, it's a weird balance. Um, however, you're not going to do that with any defenseman really, right? Unless they're very overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, definitely an interesting thing to take into account. I don't think it should be taken into account for the most part, though, in the in the yep. draft. Because if you think a guy's a little bit better now, maybe that projects more, like maybe that gap increases in the future. Yes, yes. And you hear, so I, I as much as I like Ryan Bacher, and I like how he hits basically anything and everyone that's around him, um, I, you're right. I don't think he's going to be there. So I think of Sandin Pelika and Willander, the two Swedish defensemen, and they're both supposed to be really good skaters. So yeah. I, I, I salivate thinking you have Quinn Hughes on one pairing and you have one of these guys on, on the, ne- uh, the next pairing two or three years from now. That's pretty cool. And I'm starting to think, can you trade back a little yeah. bit? Right? Yeah. Can you drop to 14, right? Yeah. Uh, and still get your, like, if your guy is Willander, you know, again, you have to get a, a sort of a grasp on what you think the teams just below you are doing. Yeah. But, you know, Willander's best ranking is eighth and his, his worst is... 37th like i said right his average is is 20th there so if teams have you know a few guys ahead of them and you Mm -hmm. can you can drop three spots uh, or you have two guys who you're pretty indifferent on at when you get to 11 let's say you have three guys who you're sort of okay with any of them you can probably safely drop to 15 and one of them will still be there right yep Uh, and maybe you pick up a second round pick in the process or something like that that, and, and make up that pick that you lost in the in the the heronic trade yes uh, i do want to uh i do want to quickly acknowledge sager's rage i don't even know if i'm saying that right sager's rage thank you for the donation ten dollars best available player the canucks need is bernard yeah well we agree with you with horvat gone <laughs> Pedersen and hughes won't wait for a rebuild with pick year after year i agree that uh we got to start winning now i agree that the canucks are making moves to show pd that we were committed to building a winner and i agree that bernard is best player available but i think you'd agree yeah. he won't be there at 11 yes thank Probably you for the donation <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Every single one of these 16 rankings is Bedard number one and every single one has Fantilli number two. So <laughs> keep wow. that in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's 20, 20 players on this list that at, on at least one ranking are top 10. So mm-hmm. there's 20 mm-hmm. guys that people like enough to have as a top 10 pick, at least somebody yeah. on this list. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, they might not all be great, you know, uh, sources, but yep. for the most part, they're reputable. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. There, there's the U.S. guys. I know that Leonard Smith and Gabe Pro played on one line together, and then actually Oliver Moore had to not had to. He played second line, and he still put up 75 points. Where, but then you got Smith putting up 127, and Pro putting up 100, 100 132 points. <laughs> That's absurd. Man. So you so you got those U.S. guys, and they're all really good. Then we there's these this group of Canadian players too that. The Matthew Wood from Nanaimo, the Cody Colby Barlow, you know names like that. So it's and then Zach Benson, which you're right. I, I think he's going to be well gone by the time we pick. Yeah. Although that would be yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Average seventh uh, ranked. Wow. Sixth for Benson. Wow. Excuse me for Benson. So sixth ranked, uh, best five were seventeen. Yeah. What's Dalibor Dvorsky's uh, ratings there? Uh, so he's ranked eighth. Yeah. Uh, best is six, worst is twenty one, average yeah. is ten point three. Okay. And he's a centerman. Wow. 
And I, I know a lot of people in the chat saying, well, we need a center behind PD and Miller. Yes, we do. But remember, the guy we draft is likely not going to play for one, like at least one, if not two more years. Right. Um, or at least maybe one more year to be safe. Yeah. 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 You're not picking top three, right? Or and that's Correct. where you're starting to think like, okay, these guys can, can step in. And that's right. usually the way it works in the NHL, right? Yeah. These guys are really yeah. young. It's not like the NFL where you're drafting 21, 22-year-olds. Yes, and they come in and make an impact right away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. So are you? I, I'll ask you, how confident are you in Alvin? I'm pretty confident in him. And his, I, I am. I, I think generally, generally, there haven't been a lot of missteps just yet. Yeah, I think he's done fine. I, yeah. I haven't been wowed. I've been like mostly competent moves. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, uh, I'm not one to say, to play revisionist history. Do you, are you sitting there and saying, man, it'd be nice to have that 17th pick as well uh, uh, that we give up in the Hronik trade. Or are you of my mind is you got to give up quality, to get quality. And I, I really hope that Hronik's going to be really good, but I don't know. It's so hard, so hard to say, right? Yeah. The thing is, right. This is the draft that I'm a little worried of that. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of depth. I mean, 17th rank on this one is Edward sale. Um, yeah, who I've heard, you know, quite a bit good things about at least somewhat. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're getting a player who, who fits in now and, and is going to be a part of the core for a few years, mm -hmm. um, and, and has positive value right now. Um, yep. so, so I think it's fine. Um, yep. it would be nice to have that extra pick might be like, again, if you have that pick, are you using that to jump up and get Mitchkov at seven, right? Is it 11 yeah. and 17 for seven um, and right. a third, right? Or something like that. And, and then suddenly now you're, you're getting maybe more of an impact player, although maybe not one or maybe one or two years down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you're going more the free agent route to fill that, that role, mm -hmm. um, which also is scary. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's in the past. I, I don't know if there's, you know, who knows what they would do in, in this case, yeah. but they, they got a player they liked and, We'll see how it goes. By the way, we just shot over the 100 uh, viewer mark. That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. Make sure you hit the like button. We only got 17 likes. That's not the best yeah. percentage ever. So uh, And hit subscribe yeah. if you haven't already. Because uh, yeah. I think about half of you aren't subscribed. So hit Good. the subscribe button. I got one more for you. Uh, tell me Nate okay. Danielson's cumulative ranking. Nate Danielson. Nate Danielson, 16th. Uh, average is 18.6. Best at 7. Worst at 31. I know he's one player that the Canucks seem high on, but to me, and like I, I don't know anything about him, but it, it seems like a bit of a reach. Like he's kind of one over. They take him at eleven. I was like, man, I don't know if you had to take him so high. Yeah, third year in the WHL. Um, yeah, his draft year, but he was eighteen his entire draft season, not seventeen, mm. right? Okay. So a little like his birthday September. Um, seventy-eight points, sixty-eight games. Like probably a fine player. Uh, again, I'm just going off points. I, I don't know anything about him. Um, yeah. but apparently a good like, two-way player. Yeah. I would hope so with those points. Uh, I would think that that, like, no, like I, like, cause I, I would, I would expect someone there to be maybe in the 95 point range in a season yep. instead of 78. Yep. Not that 78 is bad, but yep. at that, like your third year in the WHL, if you're going to be a top 15 pick, mm. uh, you should be excelling. Um, and 78 points in 68 games is excelling, but I think, you know, having a good two-way game then emphasizes that a little bit more. Yep. NHL mock drafts. So remember, uh, you made a good point. Mock drafts are different than rankings. Because rankings, they're just yeah. saying these are the best players. Mock drafts, some of the writers, they try and think about need as well. Not always. So in NHL.com. Exactly. You know. Yes. NHL.com has Vancouver 
picking, uh, they, they had two writers. One of them picked Tom Willander. The other one picked Nate Danielson. And they said he's a right shot, cent- right shot center who can play all situations. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And he, he made, he's a, he's a real riser apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of scary, but also because sometimes people get too attached to like one thing, right? Like, oh, did yeah. he have a good playoff? Uh, or, oh, did he have a good world junior, right? Like, mm-hmm. is that, mm-hmm. are people overrating that uh, potentially? Yep. Really, really good point. Oh, man. I, I'm not, yeah, that's, yeah, I think we're, I think we're ready. Yeah. So that's, uh, for those of you programming note, Wednesday night, uh, the 28th, um, I'll have a show on my channel. Uh, Clay, I think you're joining me too. I'm going to do you my best to. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm definitely so, not doing anything uh, my own. It's either you or nothing. And it's at five o'clock the draft, I imagine. Uh, it might even be four because I. It's funny. I checked my. Oh, oh actually, I don't know. Four o'clock. Yeah. So four o'clock live on Parker's Bucks uh, yep. YouTube channel. Uh, I will be there. Clay might join me. Um, so come hang out. Uh, yes. My, my the link to my channel is in the description. Uh, if you want to come do that. Um, and you can see Parker's eyes light up every time the guy that he wants is still alive. Mitchkov's still there. It's at eight, right? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so get a, and then he gets picked at 10 and we cry together yes, as a team. Together. <laughs> um, all right. Should we go to free agency? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the news from a week ago, uh, which was Carson Soucy. Yeah. Um, Carson Soucy, a name that is being floated uh, as a player the Canucks like. Don't know how. Again, he, his rights are owned. Uh, the yeah. Canucks can't say they like him. Yeah. Um, projections are like projected value contract wise, uh, three years at two point six. Okay, is like sort of the average projection. However, UFA probably yeah. will be higher. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's three five. Maybe there's an extra year tacked on there. Right? We don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on Carson Soucy as a player? You know, I didn't think... I knew who he was, obviously. I knew he was playing in Seattle. I knew he's big. Isn't he like 6'4", 6'5"? 6'5", 208. Yeah, yeah. But um, if we're not worried about a burner, we don't need a burner. We just need uh, big and... I, actually, I don't know how mobile he is, but we saw... You know, you know, I kept talking about how Vegas' defense. Not only can they escape, but they're big boys. And we don't have any big boys, really. Well, Ty Myers is big, but aside yeah. from that, we don't have a lot of size. So I'm not worried. I, we don't need speed. We, we need someone who can protect the net, be a little nasty. So uh, I, I'm open to it. And especially, man, three years, even at 3.5 or 3.75 is a lot better than whatever. Oh, else was it? Four more years at 7.2? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't have a lot of problems with that. Yep. To be completely honest, uh, I mean, he's going to be 29 this year, so I'd want to be three years. I, I, yep. The fourth would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, if you're around the $3 million mark uh, I, and he's going to be probably your number four. Yep. Yep. I, again, the Canucks are, you know, I, again, I, I don't like just throwing money around willy-nilly, yep. but the Canucks need defense. Yeah, they and do. I think I think Carson Soucy is a player that, isn't going to have a big drop off. His game doesn't rely on foot speed from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, production wise. I mean, he's, uh, you know, last year for the crack in 78 games, 16 points. Uh, he has a plus 18 again, plus minus isn't the end all be all. Yeah. Um, but he seemed yeah. pretty good. Um, 
you don't see like many clips of him making a big mistake like you do Tyler Myers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be fairly prudent if you can pull, yeah, like a three by three. It's not yep. breaking the bank. It's a reasonable number for a, a top four defenseman. Again, top four, right? Like number four-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe middle middle three, middle two. How do you, I don't even know what you say there. Um, two and a half. <laughs> yeah, like a three, four yeah. guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think he's going to have that big drop off and he can he can sit there and, and do just fine. Yep. And you can play him with Philip Hronick, then you play Myers with Hughes, I guess, unless you upgrade someone else on the right side. Because uh, you know, I don't think you're playing I don't think you're playing Hughes and Hronick together because and I don't think you're playing well, they'd be pretty tall though, thir- thirteen feet between <laughs> Susie and Myers. Yeah, right. You do the, the Myers Susie <laughs> line. I used to play uh yeah, I used to play like NHL fourteen. You just we just draft the biggest guys. Uh, Tyler Myers was one of them. You just get the two biggest defensemen, and then you yep. turn hitting all the way up. You have a great oh, time. Oh, awesome, um, awesome. But yeah, like that, like that would be slow, probably like not super fast. Yeah, um, yep. But we're used to seeing pretty slow defensemen. Uh, mm-hmm. Susie seems at least fairly smart, so hopefully yep. it's not too big of a deal. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fairly okay with it. I would be too. Let and me, it sounds like the Canucks won't be the only team in on it, though. Obviously. Let me put a poll in here, Susie. Uh, sure. Type Susie, yes or no? Ask. Uh, so you can vote in the chat right now. Do you like Susie or not? Um, any other comments on Susie? On your side? No, that's good. That's good. All right. Uh, nine yeses so far. Hundred percent. Wow. Fifteen votes. Eighty twenty. Okay, I'm gonna vote. I'm voting. Okay. I didn't move the needle. Uh, we're sitting at 84% right now. 85%. Not the best vote turnout. You know, we got 100 people, only 20 <laughs> votes. Uh, but a pretty resounding yes so Resounding far. yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. From the people who at least care. So, fair enough. Uh, we'll end that there. Let's go to note number two. And these ones come from today, from Donnie and Dolly, if you're ready. Mm-hmm. Number one, Canucks are out on Milan Lucic. Fine with it. I actually... I had time for them. Uh, okay, <laughs> let me get on my soapbox just for 30 seconds. Parker, it was so funny. Rick Dollywall, anytime he was on his own show or in Sakarison Price, he would talk about Lucic, but then he would immediately say, and you know, hey, Canucks fans, the Canucks are allowed to look at UFAs. They are allowed to talk to Milan Lucic. They got to do their job and everyone's getting mad. No one was getting mad. Like he, he made it, he kind of made it like the self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy that everyone was mad. They were talking to Lucic. It was, it was kind of weird to hear all to say, I, I could see why they're kind of looking at it, but I, I'm, if I had to pick one, I'm fine that they're, they're not going that way. I just, I just don't think he's effective anymore. Oh, you think you're still on mute, Parker? Mm, I agree. Oh, that yeah. ship has yeah. sailed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, uh, I didn't have any desire to bring mm. Lucic back. I think yep. there's better players for the for the same money. Agreed. Um, Ian Cole, someone yeah. to keep an eye on. Thirty four years old, left shot defenseman. Yeah, uh, I see that you made a video six hours ago. I ser- if you search Ian Cole, that's what shows up. Oh, good. It's, you, a, it's like the vision. The algorithm thing likes me like, for once. It's like in Google, it's like all the pictures of Ian Cole. The hockey DB article, his age, his spouse, and then below that is a Canuck Clay video from six hours ago. <laughs> well, first uh, time ever, which is, which is pretty funny. Um, awesome. So, I don't think a lot of people are talking about Ian Cole. Not a lot of people make videos about Ian Cole. But anyone who's searching him, they're seeing your video. <laughs> there on you go, Google. Um, 
I mean, he's been an effective player basically his entire career. Uh, last year yeah. in Tampa, he uh, yeah. 78 games played, 17 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the playoffs, he played six games, three points. Uh, he's yeah. been a plus basically every year of his career except a couple that he was barely in the negatives. Um, two two cups in Pittsburgh with Rutherford and Alvin. That's the big thing. Yeah, see, that's lame. Uh, <laughs> like it's the, like the like it's the I don't know. Just going after people who you've had play for you like however many years ago. Like I don't like yeah. that very much. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it feels like your value proposition is focused too much on knowing the player instead of sure. scouting the player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I imagine it wouldn't cost anything. I mean, he made what? three million bucks yeah, made last three. year. Actually, yeah, yeah. Jeez, that concerns me. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it'll be like a one-year deal, maybe two, but yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a little scary to me. So I don't think you have to do this, but I'm pretty sure just based on what people are saying in the chat, if you put a pull up for Ian Cole, it might be reversed. It'll be eighty twenty no. I think. Yeah, I don't even think I have to bother. Yeah. Um, actually, let's do it because I see. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Ian Cole, ask your community. Ian Cole. Give me your votes on Ian Cole. And while we do that, we'll go to the next name, uh, if I have it in front of me. Uh, Teddy Bluger, also a former Penguin, mm. um, floating around as a potential number three center option. He will be 29 at the start of this season. Uh, he made $2.2 million last year, got traded to Vegas at the deadline. Um, so he is a Stanley Cup champion. Teddy Bluger. Mm-hmm. Um, not much production-wise. Uh, I mean, 16 points in 63 games this season. Okay. So basically like a shutdown 3C type of guy. What was, Did uh, you say Ian his contract, Co- Parker? Uh, 2.2 last year. Okay, 2.2. Uh, by the way, Ian Cole is getting 68% no. Okay. <laughs> I like Teddy Bluger. I, you know, I had no clue uh, that he was from Latvia. Did you? I did not. Yeah, I thought he was like Canadian. Not a very Latvian <laughs> sounding name. There's no right. V's or S's. Like, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah, Blueberry. So 2.2, you said. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Yeah, he only played in six playoff games. I don't know if he got hurt. Oh. Um, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I haven't immediately thought a lot about him. He's only twenty, so he's right in that range. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of indifferent. Like, sorry, this is making for bad. Uh, I he, yeah. He's not he's not my first choice. Like, I I like this PS Suter yeah. guy. That, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, another name we have, uh, or the next quote here is: "It's very quiet on Ethan Bear, Kyle Burrows, and Noah Juleson as of today. Um, mm. So they seem to be on the back burner. Kind of surprising." Uh, Kind of surprising. Uh, well, we heard that Burroughs was offered a contract last week. I wonder if that's still valid. Um, right. And then, uh, apparently, Luke Shen is asking for more than $2 million a year in Toronto. Um, and Good for Colin him. Delia, Colin Delia will hit UFA, which is not surprising. Right. Yes, because I think I think Seelov's uh, performance at the Worlds turned a lot of heads. And whether I, we, I think you and I still agree that best for him is to do one more year in Abbotsford, um, let Martin try and figure things out or maybe you bring in another goalie but it's not gonna be Delia, i guess yeah yeah luke shen wants two well he, he was making like that kind of money and then he took he all made, those he made minimums two. right yeah well two was what he was on when he was here right i think he's cheaper 
I thought I remember him being mm. like uh Oh no, he was. He was eight fifty. He was two yeah. to four. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Um yeah, he wants a he wants a pay bump. Yeah. He's well, been he's good. Taking, yeah. And he's taken like five years of sub one million dollar contracts. Yeah. Might as well try yeah. to cash in a little bit. I would. I would. Would you do Shen at two uh two three years at two million? No. Two no, years at two not, million? I'm not touching Nothing. three years. Two years at two million. Uh, I I mean I is he going to be effective in year two, in that second year? Like, well, I just who knows think, right. He's going to yeah. be thirty five in that season, right? Right. Like, yeah, like so that's crazy old, but like he he throws mm. his body around a lot. Uh, yeah. Like again, he was good for us, yeah. right? And he was good for Toronto too. But I don't know if I'd want to go two years. I might do it right. for one. I'd be fine with that. But I I yeah. I'd be very hesitant to go even a second year there. Yeah, we kind of glossed over it. Do you think that means that uh, they're not going to qualify at Bear, or they're just haven't yet? I don't know. When's no. the? Yeah, I don't know. June. Th- they got to do it by June thirty. Like, yeah, so it's weird. That's what I figured. Yeah, the draft is Wednesday, Thursday. The qualifying offer day is Friday, and uh, free agency on Saturday. So it's a pretty cool week. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they are just all in focus on the draft. And they that's say, true. Yeah, we can qual- We can wait till June thirtieth to qualify. I'm like, we're not in a rush there. Let's get. Let's focus on the draft and that's a good point. Contract stuff later. That's a good but point. Again, we don't want the old. I ran out of time. Uh, again, it's a different guy, different regime. <laughs> we've been burned before. Speaking of which, all those Calgary guys won out. It's crazy. Yeah, Calgary is going to be a train wreck <laughs> this yeah. year, right? We talk about you know where's like who's going to fall for the Canucks to get in, and like Calgary didn't get in, but barely. Yeah. Um, Calgary is Calgary's done. It seems like they are going to have a very rough go next year. At least four or five guys have said they don't want. They're not going to extend, right? Yeah, and apparently they're about to back the the Brinks truck up for Lindholm, right? Which is right. concerning, um, very concerning, because as he enters yep. his thirties, probably a good deal for like one, like two or three years. But sure, again, are the Flames trying to make one last grasp? but they're going to lose like a lot mm-hmm. of their core players. So if you think about it, right, if, if the Canucks improve this year, they then need to get past one of the other four teams, right? They'll be ahead of the Sharks. They'll be ahead of the Ducks. I'm not concerned about that. They got to get ahead of Seattle or LA, really. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to be the target. Well, if we steal Carson Soucy, we will beat Seattle. There we go. That's all we need. <laughs> We'll see. All right. Anything else that we wanted to cover? Should take a couple questions here. Well, we got five minutes, but really quickly, um, Pedersen did very well in, in the NHL Awards today. Seventh in Selkie, eighth in Lady Bing, right? Did I have that right? I think that sounds right. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, can you tell I really watched and cared about the <laughs> NHL Awards? Does anybody uh, watch the NHL Awards? <laughs> like, no. it, can't be do, it can't do well in viewership. It, it's pretty lame. Uh, you yeah. may have heard Quinn Qu- Hughes, top 10 in Norris, which was nice. Yep. Ninth. And we got to say, Connor McDavid got a fifth place vote. <laughs> yeah, he got all first places except, w- and then one fifth. Not even a second, <laughs> a fifth. And then that was the one that I think Pasternak got the first. So probably right. some Boston sports writer being edgy and not wanting to be unanimous and then yeah. being dumb. Um, yeah, being dumb. Just, just ridiculous. 
Yes, just ridiculous. So yeah, there we spent. We gave a minute to uh, the NHL awards. Done. Perfect. <laughs> Very big news. Um, while we're still here, guys, Wednesday the draft. Um, Clay and I, hopefully Clay, if he's available on my channel, big yep. show, 4 p.m. Wednesday. Yeah, don't miss it. Set your alarm. Why people gonna be sleeping? I don't know. <laughs> people go to work and forget that things are happening. True. I don't know. All right. Five minutes of questions. Peter says, would you rather take Simashev or Willander if the Canucks take a defenseman at the draft? Oh, it's tough. Um, Again, I like going by the rankings and that would be Simashev. Yeah. I don't know much about him because his name really started to come up in the, in the last couple of days. It seems like, Um, what what are we looking at stats wise? Uh, KHL zero points in 18 games last year. Yep. But 10 points in the MHL, and he was a plus 22, six points in the playoffs there, so the junior league there. Um, you know, who knows how many minutes he was actually playing in the KHL, like probably minimal. Um, and what is he? He's he's big, right? 6'4", 200. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll go Simashev for the fun. I would too. I would too. And I, I, I kind of made this point in my Ian Cole video today uh, uh, because – with the OEL buyout, I'd say we're equally desperate for a right shot D and a left shot D. After Hughes and Hronik, basically, it kind of falls off pretty quickly. So I don't think you have to go right shot D anymore. You just want a good defenseman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, you look at like right shot D do have a little bit of a premium, but really That's defensemen true. have a premium in general yeah. right now. Um, yeah. So I don't, think, uh, I don't think you're too concerned about side. I think you're concerned about having a good defenseman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will Hirose make the team? I know I, I have a soft spot for him as a Japanese player, but uh, I don't know. Probably not. Not this I year. Don't. He is. He. I mean, he is 24, right? Like he's not young, um, mm-hmm. but he hasn't played pro hockey, right? He played four years in the BCHL. He yep. then played three years for Minnesota State, and then he just played seven NHL games, and he was pretty good in those seven yep. NHL games, right? And I, yep. I think, yeah, throw him in camp, give him a, give him a real opportunity to make the team. Doesn't hurt. Um, yep. And could be a, a nice, you know, sort of Troy Stetcher-esque surprise of a guy who just sort of makes it out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. However, he hasn't played any pro hockey, right? I have no problem with giving him a year in the AHL or even, yes. or even have him as a call-up option, right? Maybe, he, maybe send him to the AHL and he does really well, right? Yeah. Sure. Have him as a call-up option in in January when when somebody goes down. Right. Uh, I yeah. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Right. Right. No, I'm with you. I, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see him on the team eventually. Who out of the top ten will make a surprise pick? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, so what Is teams? It, I mean, Anaheim could be. <laughs> And Arizona uh, always does some. Well, not always. They did the Barrett Hayton pick, as you mentioned. Arizona's yeah, always. Yeah, you always wonder about them. So let's go with Arizona at six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't see anyone going too crazy. Uh, the, you know, there's always a couple teams that try to that maybe you know overthink it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to see anything absurd. Yeah. You want Tanev to come back with a sweetener or with just anything? Do you think uh, he still got game in him? I mean, he's been he's he hasn't. When's the last time he missed? Uh, he missed what? 12, 17 games this year. I mean, he played a full 82 games last year. Like, that's great. Like, right. 2022. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. We yeah. never thought that would happen. Yeah. Um, I think he's still effective. What does he make? He makes four and a half. That's a lot. 
Um, that's and that a lot. Includes this year. So, like, are you? Does he? Did he request a trade? Was he one of the guys that wants out? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Okay. Like, I, I don't. I guess maybe if they are really tearing it down, like maybe they'll they'll move him. Um, but mm-hmm. they also could probably wait until the trade deadline to do that, right? Right. Let's end on this one. This is pretty good, actually. If you could undo one Jim Benning move, would it be A, the Erickson signing, B, the OEL trade, C, letting Tanev, Markstrom, Toffoli, Stetcherwalk, or D, that should be D, your levy pick? Oh. The OEL trade seems like such a slam dunk here until you really think about how good Matthew Kachuk is. Yeah. Um, however, does Matthew Kachuk leave anyways right uh, and do mm-hmm. the canucks make that essential like that huberto trade right mm-hmm. um and maybe that hurts them too um if the oel trade didn't happen you know the canucks have maybe dylan gunther maybe someone else right they have a really good young player coming up they have um they don't have eight years of this cap hit on the books um they don't have connor garland but yep. they might be getting rid of him anyways for nothing. Yeah. Um, that's a big, big difference. Um, Huge. More of a difference than letting Tana march from a Tafolian stature walk. Um, mm-hmm. More of a difference in the Louis, Louis Erickson signing. I, I don't think it was that bad at the time. Yeah. He just fell off an absolute cliff. Um, however, that Erickson signing doesn't happen. Then the OEL trade maybe actually Jim Benning loved OEL. That was going to happen regardless. Yeah. Um, I think it's the OEL trade though. I'm, I'm with you and I'm fine with that. I know we didn't like the way that those four guys left after the bubble run, but Markstrom, you're going to leave, lose anyways. Cause you, you, yep. you're going to lose one of them in expansion draft. So you, you, you hit your wagons to Demko. Fine. Stetcher. Yep. Uh, we love him because he's here, but he's a third. Let's be real. He's a third. You could, you pairing. could go get yeah. him tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for free. Tanev and Toffoli, those ones hurt because Toffoli wanted to be here in Tanev. Those two hurt admittedly, but I still don't think cumulatively, yeah. Was the Tanev one a terrible thing at the time? Like, like he, yeah. it was bad that they lost him for nothing. Yeah. But he was so injury prone, Yeah, right? Like, he was hurt every single year. It didn't seem like a crazy idea to not want to give him a big contract. The Toffoli mm. one was the, was the big one because he seemed yes. like he wanted to stay. But the biggest thing was all of it accumulating together but really i think right. Toffoli was the only real like bit of malpractice that the canucks committed i agree i agree yeah but uh coulda shoulda woulda uh, good question trevor and thanks for making us all sad now appreciate mm-hmm. it great <laughs> fun way to end uh folks if you enjoyed any part of the show tonight you can rewind here on youtube or you can find it on your favorite podcast platform uh about 15 minutes after the show um, like we said, Wednesday night, the draft, uh, I'll have a stream going. Maybe we'll do something on Saturday, Canada day for free agency. Although you see how miserable all the TV people are on like free agency and trade deadline day. Cause they're on TV for 11 hours and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, cause everything gets leaked beforehand. So maybe we'll do something on free agency day, uh, as well, but definitely clay and I on Wednesday, um, if clay's available, we'll do uh, some little draft coverage over on my channel clay any parting words this monday night i started with this and i'm gonna end with this without hyperbole without pumping it up more than it should be depending on what happens on wednesday and potentially saturday and any time in between this one week could could fundamentally shift the way we look at this canucks team for years to come and i get excited about that i get scared about that 
but <laughs> they need some change, right? They, yep. what, what, what they have going right now isn't good enough. Um, at the very least, there's going to be a lot to talk about next Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the like button. Thank you all very much for joining, and we will see you on Wednesday.